Cruikshank. Boom. Preparation <laughs> is everything. Good morning, Noodleball Day Noodleberg Daily Huddle. It is Thursday. Noodleberg. <laughs> it is Thursday. It is dark and rainy still, but we're back. We're back to the routine. We're here. We're ready to deliver, and we're ready to do it another day. One after I another, had, stacking days. I had a spectacular day yesterday. When uh, when clients are prepared for the time we spend together, and they just line up and shoot it at me, you know, there. I don't think there's anything better. I was so thrilled, so excited. Um, we covered a lot of ground. Shout out to um, MAB, um, uh, sorry, MBA. Uh, I was teasing her, uh, Mary Beth at United Way. Boom. Scott Smith, shout out to you. Fantastic. Great stuff. That's really fantastic. And uh, yeah, I think that when your preparation is everything, we talk about that consistently, but we prepare for the call mentally to know where we are in the engagement with an individual or an organization, what we're working on, what I know I need to be asking questions about to make sure we're making progress on, but it makes it a thousand times better when the person you're working with is prepared, whoever it is, whether it be a CEO, whether it be somebody within the organization, because if they're prepared, they know what they want to develop. They know where they want to go. They're able to ask the questions and then you're able to just, you know, deliver. So it's awesome. Really spot on. I mean, I I say to them, okay, you have the lemon. How hard do you want to squeeze? You know, you you got me, you got my attention. I want to be here to help. I can, predicts or, or, you know, sort of advance some stuff. But if something's like ting, you know, tingling in your, in your mind or your belly and uh, Mary, Mary Beth, which, you know, from now on, I'm calling her MBA. Uh, she, <laughs> she is the MBA. She was just so prepared. She had, you know, I said, Hey, this is great. Here's how this is going to work. It was really our first time for a one-on-one. We've been doing group stuff and she says, Oh, I'm prepared. <laughs> yeah. I got questions. <laughs> I was like, let's go. That's the way you uh, want to start it. That is absolutely it. So we are prepared today, chock full of good content, lots of stuff to talk about and excited to join everybody. But Shay, take us away with the morning motivational music. So for those of you who, who do not know where that's from, that is from the uh, the play Hamilton and uh, unbelievable song and scenes in there. But that is in the er- the very beginning, I am not throwing away my shot. And I so bring that attention to today. Every day is your shot. 
you've got the opportunity to do what you want with the day. You got to get after it. You got to attack it. And talking about yesterday, uh, kudos to everybody in the huddle. Special kudos to Kim Swears for sharing and being vulnerable and, and, and telling her story. But wow, did we leave a mark yesterday. We raised $800 in total. Shout outs to number one, my first lady, Sh uh, Gabby. My did you forget <laughs> so her name? That would well, be no. Good. So she really threw good. up the she threw up the the graphic, and I was looking at the number. I was like, "Is that right?" I was looking at it, but it is correct. Um, so my first lady, Gabby, Joe first, Jeff Brott, Jeremy Turris, Michelle Morrison again, Ashley Putnam, Brian Kissel, and Gottwald, Doug Moradian, Matthew Bauer, Kelly Martin, David Stavali, and Greg Goldstein all uh, took the movement yesterday. And, uh, and, and and donated. So thank you. Thank you to uh, Carissa Jones and to Jeff Bishop for creating posts with the link and sharing it with their network. We continue to push you guys to share it with your network, get people involved. It was on my story yesterday. The people from City Furniture shared it with their network. So we're almost there. We're almost to the end of it. We've got a few days left. So let's push to the finish and give. So I'll show you just the power of networking, of putting yourself out there. Brian Kissel, um, actually, I met on a train when the Bright Line was going back and forth. He leaned over one day on the train. He says, you're the guy that wrote that book, right? <laughs> I was like, wow, yeah, man. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> we connected. We stayed, we stayed in touch. And here he's part of the huddle. And, you know, so kudos to everybody because this is not about one person, but what one man can do another man can do and this is um, men and women coming together to do something great and so this is killing the bear man great job so for those of you who took the nudge yesterday to give we appreciate it shay will drop the link in the comments again for those of you that have not yet given and take your opportunity today to go do it but today sorry sorry uh, yeah go ahead D dave dave stavali senior actually took the cue and watched the edge last night and yeah. let me tell you something man. <laughs> you know what we're talking about man it's, is that a great example man you know you just when your back's against the wall you do what you have to do when they say carpe diem go to the top of this mark you said you know seize the day Not sometimes you don't have shot. a choice that's right. Don't throw away my shot because today is my shot. And if you fall asleep, you'll miss it. So that is just bam. Beautiful. Phenomenal. Knocking it out of the park. So today is National Nut Day. So I've got a great story for us to talk about that was posted in Inc. about a company called uh, Nerdy Nuts, which I'm excited to talk about. But what's your favorite nut? Um, so I am a coconut. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm going, I'm going with either cashews or pistachios as my favorite nut for sure. And obviously tons of fun that you can have today on social media with asking people their favorite nut, get nutty, get nuts. Are you nuts? How, you know, <laughs> it has the pandemic well, made if, you nuts? <laughs> if, if you're keeping this as a, you know, rated Do you G, have nuts? <laughs> do not get kicked in the nuts, man. <laughs> Correct. Right. Correct. So, uh, Shay, show us, show us the video to give us a little bit of a background on who Nerdy Nuts is. 
Hey guys, I'm Erica Peterson. I'm the owner of Nerdinets. We're a small batch peanut butter company. Our number one most popular peanut butter is our white chocolate peanut butter. We also have fun flavors like toffee, butterscotch, mocha, and seasonal flavors too, like pumpkin spice and gingerbread. I try to pride myself in freshness and flavor um, so that families really truly have a lot of fun trying these together. Love is our main ingredient even if the FDA won't allow us to put it on the label. So first so, of all, I'm buying one of those today for sure. And I think I'm going so, pumpkin pumpkin spice peanut butter could be, you know. So once I tell you the story, you're actually not going to buy one of these today. And I'm going to okay. tell you why in a little bit. But so they are a direct-to-consumer flavored peanut butter company. And I love their branding and their messaging. They are changing the way people eat peanut butter one spoonful at a time. So where I love messaging, I love, you know, that rings clear to me. And I love anybody who's talking about changing the game in general. So that's fantastic. But in August, okay, Craig Mount and Erica Peterson, who founded Nerdy Nuts, Nerdy Nuts exploded. Their sales topped $500,000. They were overwhelmed by backlogged orders and depleted supplies. And if you don't believe me, I'm not kidding. You can go to the site, right? It's 12 bucks a jar but you can't get one right now. Everything on the site says sold out. So I want to go into the story of how they got to where they are, because I think there's some phenomenal nuggets and takeaways in here. But back in February of 2019, Peterson, who was pregnant and looking for a new gig after moving to Grand Rapids, South Dakota, started making the flavored peanut butter. And by the summer, her and Mount had founded Nerdy Nuts as the company. It became it was a little side gig. It was something for her to do. They had moved, whatever. They started going to farmer's markets to sell their two first flavors, which were honey roasted and white chocolate. And Mount talks about it. He says, we spent hours and hours in front of live customers who we were able to see test out the products in real time. It became an excellent testing ground and a perfect way for us to iterate. And so I, I know this about football Iteration is everything. Learning how to develop the process and make the process efficient and effective is everything. Okay, so by the end of the summer, Nerdy Nuts is mo was the most popular booth, and they were bringing in about $1,000 every Sunday. And in their mind, they were like, great, this is a little weekend hustle. We can make 1000 bucks on a weekend, have fun with it. But as insatiably curious people do, Mount decided to start spending his free time researching the niche world of peanut butter. He finds out that um, the, the, the industry is 60% of the industry is two, $2 billion is dominated by two major companies, right? Jam Smucker, which owns Jif and Hormel Foods, which owns Skippy. But he also compiles a list of 127 small players that are all direct to consumer brands and he finds out that everybody is pretty much either healthy or keto friendly. They're all in the same vein. So he says, all right, I see our opportunity to make peanut butter fun again. We're going to be flavored and we're not going health. We're not going in this where, where everybody else is. We're going to be delicious. We want to be, you know, the, 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 the company. What are you laughing at? <laughs> so... And this whole conversation reminds me when I was a kid, there was a product called Fluffernutter, which yeah, is basically they have a like, flavor, Fluffernutter. 
Did they really? It's like, yeah, it was like a, have a marshmallow, flavor. marshmallow and peanut butter together, which was like, have another flood of butter, another butter. One thousand percent. So insane. he keeps nerdy nuts focused on flavor and fun. Right. And so he's curious, how should I go to market? What should I do? So he goes into uh, the hustles trends, Facebook group and starts posting in there, starts asking questions. Right. Hey, I want to connect. I got questions about this. I've got this idea. This is what I'm doing. He asks for help and he gets connected with this PR whiz, Adrian Solomonovic, who had, you know, a ton of experience in the PR world and has an idea for them that says you should piggyback off of what another company had done around campaigns and create flavors for the candidates. So he does it. He creates one for both candidates. And he starts hammering every reporter he can find on social media, any which way he can get in contact with a reporter to get somebody to pick up a story. And Fox News does it. And they post the story and it, boom, it boosts their sales to $27,000. And like they have their first little taste of success. So he's like, all right, I like this. He gets the idea from Nike, from Adidas, from clothing lines to start doing product launches for the flavors, creating this, you know, this one date, you know, Jordan sends out the new date of the shoes and the stores are swamped. So he said, I'm going to do the same thing and I'm going to go to social media for it. I'm going to do it with Instagram. Sees a small bump, likes the idea is good. It boosts the sales, but doesn't get the return that he's really looking for. Right. So he says, where else can I do this that I might get some more traction? Goes to TikTok. Okay. Goes to TikTok, finds two influencers to do it, creates product launches for the couple of flavors, and kaboom. In in August, they absolutely explode. And the sales jump up to, I think it was um a hundred and sixty-five thousand dollars in the months of August and September, okay? October continues to explode and they jump up to $500,000. But the problem that came with it was that they didn't have the ability to fill the orders. So when they launched, when they had this massive boom from TikTok, they go out, we don't know what to do. They tried everything. They picked up more, you know, more machines. They tried to create the, the better process. They paid people to go in and break down the process and make it more efficient. They could not match the demand. So he said, screw it. What I'm doing is, is I'm shutting the site down and I'm only opening up on Sundays from this window. And I'm going to tell everybody this is when we're doing it. Right. I love that. man. Gotcha. So he creates scarcity. So from a logistics standpoint, selling out was the worst thing that could have happened, says Mount. But from a marketing standpoint, it was the best thing ever. Mount found that selling out created a lucrative feedback loop. It created an illusion of scarcity for those who didn't get a jar. And it made people who did get a jar feel exceptionally special. When Nerdy Nuts opened the site on the first Sunday, they made $80,000 in sales and had had to shut the site down in two minutes. Yeah, I mean, what a phenomenal story of, uh, you know, first of all, starting with their tagline, Mark Thomas, you know, shouted out, let's be delicious. What what a commitment to like, okay, I get it. Who are we? We're delicious. 
that word, you, like if you go put that out there, you better be delicious. You know, I mean, it's, it, you know, so I, so I love the fact that, um, you know, that for me, the takeaway is that if you own something and your passion and everything, you know, it's it, anything can happen. And by the way, for everybody that's listening to this, this is an opener for every conversation. Hey, do you like peanut butter? If they do yeah. great, you talk about this. And if you don't, you know, you have your own conversation. Shay and I were, were in a pitch, a huge pitch. And I asked the global head of training, I said, do you like tuna fish? And we were talking 20 minutes about tuna fish. So, you know, it's, this is how people are connecting and I love it, man. I think it's great. So for me, the, the, like the foundations of success in this story is like, whatever you like, whatever you're passionate about, whatever you enjoy can become your side hustle, figure out a way to make a business out of it. Feedback loops are critical to success. That's how they really perfected their process and the product was being at the farmer's market right? Knowing the market can allow you to position yourself for success. For, for those of you that are sales professionals that focus on only your product and don't know shit about your competitors or what else that's out there in the world, it's impossible for you to position yourself as a point of differentiation because you're only focused on what you're doing. He did an unbelievable job of figuring out what everybody else was doing and how they were positioning. How much research do you and I do about what's being offered out there? I spend hours and hours digging in to know, to really see. It's like, wow, this is good or this not good. Is this cheating the people? Is this, you know, so, you know, I think it's awesome what you're pointing out here. So the this one goes in all caps, ask for help. This, I mean, he all he did was go post in, in, in the Facebook group for Hustle and say, hey, I need help here. I got some ideas. He gets connected to the right PR person, and that's how they start creating ideas to blow the business up. And then all they uh, did was R and D. Yeah, on that go ahead. one. Who, who does that remind you of? What favorite entrepreneur of ours does that one question remind you of? Of which question? I need help. Uh, ask, ask help. Ask for help. Teach me. Uh, do you remember? Uh, Warren no. Stuhl is Warren Stuhl oh, is just yeah. fantastic. <laughs> For sure. As like, he goes up right tell up me to exactly the, how you do the category. Can you tell me, teach me everything you know about the popcorn business? And he exploded and you know, his popcorn was a you know, uh um his popcorn is everything he's done in that in that category has been amazing. And none of his ideas were were original, right? Like he piggybacked off of another company who created the campaign flavors. He piggybacked off of, you know, clothing and shoes to create pop product drums. So R&D, which we talk about is as rip off and duplicate, but rip off and duplicate for yourself. Don't do it exactly the way they did it. He personalized it for himself about the peanut butter company and found a unique way to do it on TikTok. Right. So Love utilizing it. social media is critical. And the last piece with exclusive exclusivity is everything. Like if you're pitching somebody and you tell them, look, I only have 24 hours to be able to work with you in this window. You know, that's what it is. You're going to put pressure on people to feel like they need to do things. They need to uh -oh. be part of it. Shay has they a comment. A uh -oh. of it. Shay Go has ahead, a Shay. comment. Another brand that does the same thing is Supreme. There you go. There you go. It, it, it's this. So go into that. Talk about that. So Supreme, they take, I mean, it could be a brick. I've seen they put their logo on a brick and it's very limited. They just create this thing, mark it up to all hell. And 
everybody buys it and it's gone. That's it. Limited supply. Boom. Out of there. So, so fundamentally, fundamentally, human nature is I, I want what I can't have. So you're right. That scarcity mentality. So, you know, you, if you try to be everything to everybody, you lose. If you, this is the best example of positioning I've ever said. They're the underdog, but um, Carissa pointed it out, which is, you know, you train your customers, they not the other way around. So Chick-fil-A said, you know what? We believe that our, our employees should have off on Sunday and they still outsell everybody. They're only working on a six day calendar, but people know. And if Michelle's watching this, there's been a hundred times on a Sunday. I say, man, I'm in a booth with Chick-fil-A. You can't have it, you know? So it's every, it's every Sunday you're always like, damn, I wish Chick-fil-A was open. And then that puts actually, the in your head to go back when they are, you that's know? That's exactly right. So, so a couple of shout outs to people who are, haven't been in here in a while. D Robinson, thank you for your com comments. Darren Blake. Great to see you. I saw you comment on Rachel's, um, you know, event at uh, the Tell Me Something Good, which was awesome. So this is a really good conversation. And Lori Salarillo points it out that Johnny Cupcakes was the same thing. They make 300 of a shirt and it's yep. out. It's done. You know, it's so, done. you know, I, I know him. He's promised to come on and maybe we'll get him on this instead of one yep. of our podcasts. But he's idea. amazing at, at saying, you don't know if he's making three or 300. You know, so it's built in mystique, you know, the mystery of, wow, you know, and when you wear it, you wear it proud. So pretty cool. And you set the expectation up front. You know that Johnny Cupcakes is not making any T-shirts that are going to last forever. You don't know how many he's going to make, but you know that there's an exclusivity there. They set the, the you know, they set the, the, the upfront contract with people saying, this is the window we're going to open the website up to take orders. Bam, here, there's a there's a bagel place down in Miami that does the exact same thing. You want a bagel from that place? You got to order it at eight o'clock in the morning and maybe you can pick it up by 1130. Well, you know, this is, you know, we could have gone here with the Seinfeld episode. No soup for you. No, you right. Know, it's Correct. Like, Correct. No soup. <laughs> Why? Because I said so, you know, so that's, it's really that's exactly right. Interesting how being an entrepreneur coming up with an idea, you have the ability to execute any way you want. Most people are me too. I'm getting in the, you know, we were with a, um, a friend, Rick last night. He owns a couple of uh, pizzerias. He's our shout out to him. We had a great time talking business. He's the, one of the senior leaders at Aflac, which is a new client of ours. We're super excited, but he also owns a couple of pizzerias. And we were talking about how you have the choice to do what you want. You can deliver, you can not deliver. You can, you know, try and make it a chef's place. He said, listen, man, we make the best fucking pizza and that's it. You know, because yep. we don't, and, and they do an unbelievable amount of business. He goes, we're not trying to be, you know, all of the spaghetti and meatballs. Go somewhere else for that. You want unbelievable pizza. That's the place for pizza. So I think it's so unbelievable, you know, great story. For those of you who want the actual story, I can send it to you. Um, you know, I got it saved in my email to share with anybody who wants it. I can forward it to you. So just reach out to me and I'll send you the story. But that was a great story. A lot that we just got into. Shay, I think it's time for a break. Best dad ever. Give me a break. Give me a break. Break me off a piece of that. I am totally blanking. What is the thing? One, two, one, two, three, four. Give me a break, give me a break. Break me off a piece of that. 
Phenomenal. Phenomenal. <laughs> Just to so, tell people how unbelievable it is, we programmed the show in advance, obviously. You know, this is real preparation. I had that for Friday and Mark grabbed it for tomorrow. For today. <laughs> it's great. It's great so we are constantly in the same, you know, in the same world of where we're getting our content from. But Kit, so it actually is time for a break for KitKat. KitKat is giving take a break slogan to take a break slogan a break they are going to social media they're having people come up with their own idea for a slogan and use the hashtag a break for have a break and if you win you receive an 85 hour stay for two at a luxury hotel and they've got all different kinds of things and amenities for you to choose from but just to give you an idea on how kitkat is trying to leverage a time for candy and what's happening in the world with obviously, you know, um, Halloween coming around and everybody's looking for candy. They're leveraging social media, they're leveraging a hashtag, and they're coming up with their own marketing ploy to get themselves market share for attention. I think marketing um, right now is at its best. People are really super sharp, super innovative, super positioning. We keep showing examples. I'm going to have another example tomorrow of, of an old brand that is redoing how they go to market. It's so fantastic um, because all of this stuff really works in you know, point, putting it in your brain. You know, like I'm going to sing that song all day and I may yeah. off diet. <laughs> <laughs> have a Kit Kat bar. <laughs> I mean, yeah, the song is so good forever. Forget like they it, should right. never ever go away from that. So, so here's something also really, really cool is that in that uh, scene that you showed, he forgot the brand. You know, it doesn't yeah. work unless you remember <laughs> the brand. Totally People say I love that commercial. I go, what was it for? I have no idea. <laughs> yeah. outstanding. Love it. Outstanding. So, so they oh so joe first the 85 hour stay is because it's their 85th anniversary <laughs> they're celebrating the 85th anniversary of the candy bar with the take a break and that's how they're wrapping it all together into one thing so uh so just close I, that out for a second because jeff bishop said you know he's he's agreeing people want what they can't have think of anything that's right in front of you and if somebody goes sorry you can't have it I don't care what it is. It could be a piece of turd. You just like you're instantly. <laughs> why can't uh, what, I? Have why it? do you want it? Well, what's the point? I like you know seriously. So it's crazy, man. Psychology is amazing. Let's uh, let's go to um, let's got, go to uh, some stuff. Yeah, so speaking of psychology, wall. let's go to some psychos and let's go to the wall of shame. First one, oh, comes, today. <laughs> first one comes from Marissa. Hello, Mark. I don't mind at all with a smiley face. I'd like to have as many connections as possible knowing of the greatest of clean, crafted, and organic wine. Scout and Cellar is the company I represent, and I'm so proud of the wine and mixable we sell. You know, I'm so happy that you're happy about your wine, but what is it? what's the reason you're connecting with me? Got nothing for you. 
So uh, I, I love this because it never fails to amaze me. And literally, I have a file that's so big. We could do a whole show on these, unfortunately. But Kelly Martin, who is our friend, our client out in, in Denver, she sends me one that is a classic. I told her it was going to make the show. She, uh, Rudy, a healthcare specialist, uh, sends her an invite. She says, hi, Rudy. Thanks for the invite. Would you mind sharing what made you want to connect? And he actually typed in, no. <laughs> actually type that in that's amazing you like, no <laughs> Rudy this is not how the game is played it's amazing no. how do you think that would go in a coffee shop like what, what would you like hey would you hey, mind you me asking no, no. <laughs> can I have more coffee no so the, the last one for me comes by the from way, Tyler by the way yeah. if you want to be good in sales do not say lose the word no <laughs> correct <laughs> so tyler comes to me hi mark i hope you're doing well and staying healthy i looked over your profile and would love to connect with you so this is the classic you know under uh, this is the classic example of somebody thinking that they did or or trying to come off as they've done research to get personal i looked over your profile and i want to connect tell me why then it's all about why all the time Tell me why, please. You have another? You ready to go to the Hall of Fame? I, I have the Hall of Fame of Hall of Fames. The best right, one so ever. Shay, let's hopefully, do it. Shay, hopefully, Shay has her picture and, you know. Let's. Um, can I jump in? Cause I'm super excited. About I, it. I know you're excited this, to go. go ahead. She did not, she did not send an, um, an invite with no note. This was the note that accompanied the invite. Um, and her name is Amy. And I spoke to her last night. Um, hi Steve. My name is Amy and I'm a former colleague of Jennifer who was with the United way. I've worked in sales and marketing for 10 years. I work for a small company and so inspired by your videos and your style. I want to thank you for the contagious motivation you are providing particularly in this fluid time. I'm looking forward to listening to everything. I would love to connect with you on LinkedIn. So I, I this was on the way home from having cigars last night. Not only did I connect with her, I said, do you mind speaking now? She said, sure. We spoke and I said, listen, I want you to know this kind of note is why I do what I do. You know, people yep. say, wow, you're putting a lot of work in. So Amy, shout out to you. She's in Minneapolis. She's listening this morning. She was so gracious, so grateful. I am sending her my book. I, she said she works in a company that doesn't really have strong leadership. It's a small little company. I am will help her any way I can. And that is the way you build a network, my friends. Amy, you are in the Hall of Fame. All right, last one. Shout out to a huddler, Brian Lynn, for this one. Hi, Mark. An overdue invite to learn more from you in the Daily Huddle. My message is simple. I try my best to learn from the best and take nuggets where I can and apply them in my life and business. And the Daily Huddle is awesome. From the sideline, I have learned from your dad when he first got introduced to me at Toshiba to take the message one level up. Lori Salarulo and I were introduced when Lori was the CEO of Leadership Broward before joining JA. Keep up the great job. Really enjoying the daily huddle each morning on my 5 a.m. runs. All the best. Brian, by the way, just purchased the Saint the Surfer, the CEO. So, so many of my favorite things in that message. Shout oh, out to you, Brian. And, 
and donated to the charity. Bam. And donated. And thank you for all that you're doing and getting up early with us in the morning. So we are up on time. I'm going to save the uh, the old school rules for another day. But uh, get after it this Thursday. Do not throw away your shot to be great today. Go get after it. Get back to your process and get on the ball. I am not throwing away my shot. Hey, yo, I'm just like my country. I'm young, scrappy, and hungry, and I'm not throwing away my shot. I am not throwing away my shot. I am not throwing away my shot. Hey, yo, I'm just like my country. I'm young,